I'm Julie Rose, and this is Top of Mind. I have been a radio journalist for two decades, but a few years ago, I found myself avoiding the news for long stretches because of how depressing and divisive it all seems. I still wanted to be informed and engaged on important issues, though, and I figured I couldn't be alone in that. So we created this podcast. Each week, we tackle one tough topic in a way that will challenge you, help you feel more empathy, and empower you to become a better citizen, a kinder neighbor, and a more effective advocate. Today, we are back with another conversation in our Stick With It series. Being able to stay open and curious, to stick with the discomfort that is natural when we're confronted with a challenging perspective, turns out to be a really important skill in breaking free of us versus them, that polarization that can be so toxic. When we're willing to stick with the discomfort of challenging perspectives, we end up with a more nuanced view of the world that can help us be better citizens and kinder neighbors. Listening to Top of Mind is a weekly chance to practice that. And this special series of conversations is a way to see what sticking with it looks like in daily life. So I am pleased to have with me now in studio Tammy Hill. She is a sex therapist, a professor at Brigham Young University, host of the popular relationship podcast Live Your Why. And she has a brand new book out. It's called Replenish. It's a guide to creating sexual fulfillment in marriage. Tammy, welcome. It's so great to have you with us today. Thank you for inviting me, Julie. I'm glad to be here. I got to think that as a sex therapist, it's kind of in the job description to be comfortable with awkward or uncomfortable situations. (laughs) I always tell people I'm perfectly comfortable with your discomfort. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's dive into the stick with it moment that you're here to share with us today. What do we need to know in terms of background? Well, I guess to know that um, probably 10 years ago, I, I love studying um, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love studying the, the scriptures, and I was studying the creation of the world and had some real insights as to what multiply and replenish meant. God uh, cr- you know, commanded the animals and the vegetation to multiply, and then he commanded man and woman, or Adam and Eve, to multiply and replenish. And I felt in that moment that I understood that replenish meant much more than just having children. It meant replenishment in marriage sexually. And with my background and what I do as a marriage and family therapist and a sex educator is uh, think a lot about sex Mm -hmm. and study and research and go to conferences all about sex. And so I'm sure that's where my mind was. And um, so anyway, that was in my mind. At the same time, I happened to be having a lot of back pain, chronic back pain. And uh, so making love was really uncomfortable a lot of times for me. And so I was doing more research on how to help myself particularly, but you know, other couples I might work with, how to be able to express and have um, sexual interactions together that would not be as painful. And through this um, research, I learned a lot about what's called tantric sex. It's not the crazy kind of things that sometimes people might hear about, but tantric sex as far as a real Buddhist approach to sexuality, a slow sexuality, and um, loved loved learning about it, loved practicing it, and really felt like that enhanced so much of my knowledge. Um, I often have told people that, for me, 
It's like you're in this house that you've lived in forever. You know every nook and cranny. You've cleaned every wall and every room. And then one day you're walking down the hall and you see a whole new door that you've never seen before. And you open that door and go inside and there's a whole nother wing to this house that you've never seen. And so for me, this Eastern um, approach to sexuality was like that. It opened up a whole new vision of what truly making love and replenishment is in marriage. And um, I was so excited to learn all of that. And it really did help me with my pain. So what was the moment then, the, the stick with it moment for you, where you felt the discomfort that you wanted to back away from? Yes. I, I'll always remember it. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I happened to be in one of our temples worshiping one afternoon when I had such clear, I believe, personal revelation and insight that I needed to write a book to bless couples um, that are good Christian couples and to bless their sexual relationships with some of the knowledge and research and, and my education. And that was so uncomfortable to me. I can remember feeling my heart starting to race, my palms starting to sweat. And what was uncomfortable mostly was recognizing that I'm going to be needing to share my own sexual mind in writing this book. Mm. And that is incredibly vulnerable. Um, and frightening to me. And that was something you hadn't done to that point in, Not, in your writing or your um, or your therapy work or even your teaching. Right, right. I can teach principles, but I really felt like there needed to be a piece of me in this work that could lend credibility. I believe that's what I was kind of told by God that I needed to do, and that was very frightening to me. I mean, why did you not just shut it down? I did. <laughs> Do you want to li- I have a list of things I did. Yeah, I'd love to hear. <laughs> so this is eight years ago that this um, pretty much happened. I'd start writing, and I would have these phases of such excitement, and I feel inspiration. I'd just write away. Then all this doubt um, would come, and I would fold and I would put all kinds of things ahead of this book that I started making excuses were a lot more important than the book. So my husband, Jeff, and I both lost our first spouses, um, and we're so we're married for the last 17 years, and we have 12 children between the two of us. And so I can totally legitimately tell you I can put my children and my grandchildren ahead of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and not feel bad about it. Yeah, honest. How long? Uh, how long was the process of writing this book? Then so it took seven years for me to finish this book. Okay, and some some of that was because you were battling the discomfort. Not some of it. <laughs> years of that were battling discomfort and the self doubt mm-hmm. that why me? There's so many more educated or people with PhDs or something that would be better than me to do it. Yeah. And so yeah, there's a lot of self doubt, worry. I have to tell you honestly, the people that I worry about the most were my parents. My parents haven't been excited about my career choice. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like going to to neighborhood functions and telling people, oh, Tammy's a sex therapist. Right. (laughs) That has not been something they're excited. When I tell them I'm going to this sexual conference or, yeah, I'm taking a tantric sex workshop in Switzerland (laughs) for a week, it's like they get scared by all of that. And um, so, yeah, I what are my mom and dad going to say? And especially since you were in this book, you knew maybe the scariest part was that you had to talk from a personal 
perspective yeah. of what I've learned and how I've learned it. And so, um, was your husband of, on board? My husband's totally on board. Okay, always hundred percent supportive of me. Mm. So with this large family, I can put my kids, my grandkids. Honestly, in the seven years um, since I've been working on this book, we've had five weddings and twenty-four grandchildren born. <laughs> so, and I make handmade quilts for each of my little grandchildren. I have a garden, raspberries, fruit trees. I like to can. Um, I decided I would write better if I redecorated my office. Okay, sure. At home. <laughs> so I gutted my office and I rebuilt my office. That took some months and some time. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I'd really like to redo the basement because along with this, the children are leaving home, right? Mm. And we have this whole basement now that we can do something cool with. So I redid the basement. I wrote a children's book. Because that's much easier to do than this book. Um, I started an Instagram account because that would be fun to connect with my students, right? I started the Live Your Why podcast. That's for three years now. And so I had all kinds of really good things that I put in front of this pressing uh, feeling that I needed to f do this book. It continued to feel like a Constant. pressing feeling even Constant. throughout. Like right back, I can honestly tell you, it's like was right back in the back of my head. Oh, wow. And it, if I was sitting down and chilling, watching something, there it would be right there. It's always on you your You need back. to be writing this book. Wow. You need to be writing this book. So was there a moment where you felt like during those seven years that that you started to see some payoff to the discomfort. I, I, these stick with it moments are often interesting because sometimes the discomfort never goes away. Mm -hmm. You just sort of get get okay with it or you realize that you know that you're getting some clarity as a result. Sometimes the discomfort does go away. I'm curious what what the experience was for you. That discomfort was steady for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, during Covid, my husband and I would walk up through Provo Canyon nearly every day. We would have a wonderful time. And I can remember one, afternoon walk this is this was the whole thing the turning point for okay. me um we're walking up uh the canyon and i'm debating telling my husband about all this internal debates that i'm having about writing this book and i've done all these other good things i just don't think i'm gonna do it and my husband you know is listening like any great spouse would do and he says and do you feel peaceful when you think about that and i was thinking not really but maybe i could um, I don't really spend much money. I'd, I'm a saver. And I said, I'll just give my church all of my money for my business. And it will be, and then I won't have any discomfort at all. I'll be totally fine. I can do this instead. Yeah. Oh. I can totally give this I'll money. I'll do some other good work. If, if God has, you know, if I feel like God has commanded me to write this book, I could say, okay, well, how about, how about this? How about you take some money instead? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly, Julie. And so I said that out loud to him. Mm -hmm. It was not 30 seconds later. As loud as could be within my head, these words were, I don't need your money. I need your book. Oh. And my whole I stopped. I froze. I felt like, okay, I, I need to get this done. Mm -hmm. And so that was 2020. And we arranged our schedule. I can't write at home. There's too many things that call me, call to me with my family and things. And so my husband, Jeff, and I decided we would take a semester off 
for me to write. And so last winter semester, um, we went to Hawaii for two months, and I wrote. I wrote, and I literally wrote eight hours every day. And we came home with a book. And I can tell you when I went to pick up my books, it was the December 28th, 2022. And all we ordered, the first printing was 2,000 books. And we had these 2,000 books. I took it out of the box, this beautiful book. And that weight has been gone since that time. I've not felt that. I feel free. Mm. I feel so free. And it's lovely. And aside, Tammy, from the from the piece of like, okay, I did it. Now I don't feel that weight. Um, what else would you say has come from this effort, having you know stuck with it, and to, to actually bring the book about? What what's different for you? It's it's only been just a few months. I know it's been two months right now that as we record this, and we've sold two thousand copies. I've picked up my second printing of two thousand copies, and we've sold out of most of those. Um, that particular fact that within you know, eight weeks time period, I could have sold that many books, tells me there's a huge need for this message. I had a book launch uh, about a month ago. I, I had no idea what to plan on. I thought maybe 100 people, 150 people might come. There was a thousand people or more that came. They were lined up around the building to come in. And I was just, I've been so humbled that um, so many people want this message and that God trusted me to write it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, I guess seeing the success of the book and the excitement about the book certainly helps me feel so grateful that I stuck with it. Tammy, thank you for sharing your story with us today. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. Tammy Hill is a relationship and intimacy therapist, a sex therapist, if you will. She's host of the Live Your Why podcast. Be sure to check that out. And her new book, which she's been talking about, is called Replenish. Okay, so let's hear your stick with it story. Email topofmind at byu.edu about a time when you encountered a perspective that challenged your way of seeing things. And you chose to stick with that discomfort rather than shut it down. How'd it go? What was the result? Again, that email address is topofmind at byu.edu. We have had such a great response from listeners to these Stick With It stories. And we'll be hearing many more conversations in the series here on the Top of Mind podcast feed in the coming months, along with our full episodes diving deep into important topics. Season three of Top of Mind is focused on finding fairness. How do we get more peace and prosperity for all? Next week on the podcast, a look at the problem of pollution. Whose responsibility is it to keep our environment clean? Is it just, is it fair that some communities bear more of the burden for the waste and contamination that we all contribute to? That's next week on Top of Mind. I'm Julie Rose. We'll talk soon.